0: I want it so I'ma go get it. I want a brand new will. I want a brand new house. I want for a foreign little bitch, yeah. she put it all in her mouth. I want it so I'ma go get it. Uh, I want it so I'ma go get it. Uh, I want it so I'ma go get it. Yeah, yeah. I want it so I'ma go get it. I want so I'ma go get it. I want to turn up the lock. Woo. I want strawberry with us. Uh, I want no Gucci hat. Hey, <laughs> I wonder why these niggas rap. I want, it, so I want it so I'ma get it. I want it so I'ma get it. Hey guys,
1: welcome to 2 Bro for therapy a podcast where we like to put our phones down and discuss life. And everything in between. I'm sitting here today with my co-host Ben Simons.
2: What's up, everybody? This week was amazing. Quick little reminder for you guys: we are not therapists. Yeah, we are
1: not indeed therapists, and this is a hostful episode. It's just me and Ben this week, so I hope you guys deal with our banter. Yeah,
2: we had a we had a nice little exchange. Uh, next week we'll have somebody on the show, but this week we really, me and Stephen really wanted to get down and. Just go in the knit and grit with a few of you guys' questions that we've had kind of piling up, which is actually really cool to have, so. Yeah, thank you guys so much for submitting questions, and uh, we kind of dive uh, right into them after
1: we go through a little bit of an update on our weekends and on some real shit, so again, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a a great success, and we're really close, so always share with everybody that you know our podcast, and we appreciate uh, the, the word of mouth.
2: Alright everybody, enjoy this week's episode, and remember this is Two Broke of Therapy with Steven and Benjamin, and uh, we are not therapists.
1: Uh, Remember that.
3: Listen up everybody, the bottom line, I'm a black intellect. But I'm refined, we precision like a bullet, target bound. Just living like a hooker, the harlot sound. Now when I say the harlot, you know I mean the hot heat of the equator, the brothers in the pot. Jalik, jalik, your hind up your hip, you have to know the poets. I'm the number seven pick. Lick, slick, slick, boy, put your backside. slick
1: bang, bang, bang. Do you like Cabernet, Cab sauce? Is that your preferred preferred wine? I mean, for cheap wine, is that your preferred wine?
2: Ah no, Syrah is my
1: preferred cheap one. Syrah? Mm-hmm. What? Can you spell that? S y
2: r a h.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to give that. Uh, this the was line.
2: this was all given to me on my birthday. They they filled that entire wine rack over there with all two buck chuck.
1: Oh hey, for that's my birthday. A
2: bad deal. Uh, that was aw- that was one of the best birthday presents I've ever gotten. <laughs> that was awesome. Probably
1: only a twenty dollar investment. Exactly. It is so that's perfect. That's an endless supply of alcohol. What's your favorite cheap beer?
2: Favorite cheap beer. I guess PBR. PBR? Not to be too
1: hipster. You know what? I, I was into the Tecates, you know. um, what, I mean, we might as well start talking about Seis de Mayo. Yeah. Um, how, how was that for you? I had so many Tecates. I think I probably uh, crushed
2: about 10. The I, I don't even think I touched the Tecates. Actually, I might have. Tecates, and me have a really great history together because that's a very popular music industry drink for yeah. like, production guys. They love Tecates.
1: Yeah. Love it.
2: Tecates are fun. And maybe, maybe just people I worked with, but... Have some great memories from Tecate, but for Says Mayo.
1: Wait, explain says to Mayo. What what was Says Mayo?
2: Uh, just in case people don't know. Says Mayo, we had a music city, a place where you just basically plug in your system and play. We had our boy and producer, Taco Boy, producer Sam, Sam come in and spin some hits for us. Played about like a two and a half hour set, yeah, which was awesome. Hours. We, we had, had about 30, 35 people there. In I total? would say that. Yeah. It was a really great turnout.
1: Yeah, I, I would say for what we expected, it blew those out, the expectations like away pretty much.
2: Definitely. I mean, for it not being a birthday and just telling people, hey, come out, have a good time with us, that was way better than we could have ever guessed. Yeah, speaking
1: of alcohol and stuff, how we started on this conversation, I you kept coming in with more and more alcohol. I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to get through all of uh, that. Yeah. And then without a doubt, we did pretty much. We Easily. only had like... Twelve beers left over. Easily. How many beers do you think we bought? Like like seventy?
2: Maybe maybe eighty? I bought eighty beers. Eighty beers? No, almost ninety. Which was awesome. I I'm just so happy that people came out. They gotta hear Sam play. We turned off the lights. We got we got jiggy with it. I gotta dance a lot. That was fun. I like jumping off the stage. I think yeah. that's a lot of fun. I think there's nothing better than standing next to the DJ acting like a crazy hype man and everybody's like, Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that's the thing, is a lot of people
1: kept coming up to me and talking to me about, um, you know, wow, you guys have, like, such a weird bromance, all of you guys, and also you guys, like, support each other, but no one really put it into a term or, like, a word, actually, until the last person who I think found out about us through one of your friends from Fitbit or something, but Mm -hmm. she was like, wow, you guys have, like, great energy, all of you, and I think that that's, like, a great term to kind of, I told Sam this already, but... You know, live by like I never want people to show up to a Xanderwave Wave show and just have him be like a DJ standing there and just kind of bobbing his head. You know, we saw Oshi a couple weeks ago, open for Stormzy, and mm-hmm. um, you know he, he definitely played some bangers, but there, he wasn't that into it. That's why mm-hmm. I think I love Lunas so much is because he's not afraid to walk away and dance for a second. You know, yeah. and you know bringing the energy definitely got the room a lot more loose, and also they see that we're so comfortable looking like idiots, that they might as well look
2: like idiots, too. Exactly. The funny thing about Oshi was that he was a better performer watching Stormzy play. Yeah, exactly. And, like, his old dance moves on the side. I was like, where was this during the set? So having having us around Sam or Xanderwave just... It's a whole package, and it's just so much fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And I had a bunch of people that have
1: never gone to your birthday, per se. I mean, they were going to go to mine, and a lot of people will hopefully you guys can come out, too. It's uh, May 28th, the same location at Music City. Xanderwave um, will be playing, mm-hmm. and I think that this was a great example of having a bunch of random groups of people in a room and kind of mixing with the music where you know not a lot of people knew each other, and towards the end, everyone kind of became
2: comfortable with one another. Definitely. I'm wondering how long it's going to take us with putting on shows at Music City until they just start approaching us and just be like, "Hey, can we get on on it too?"
1: Maybe a couple more, maybe two or three more. I think okay. if they can actually see,
2: I don't know the logistics of it. I don't, I don't know if it's giving too much business sense into it, but just at least for marketing purposes, for them, they see when you when you put something on Facebook or Instagram and you tag them. When you yeah. when you own a business, a group, or anything, <laughs> you see that stuff. Especially them, they're they're, they're pretty present. So. They definitely know it's happening, so I'm just curious about when the approach is gonna happen that they're gonna be like, hey, you guys are doing some cool stuff. You know, they're they're doing a whole battle of the bands thing. Imagine if we did like a whole battle of the DJs thing. That was a that was a whole thing we did down da- down in Santa Barbara. Shout out to my boy Zach Barrett, who actually started that for Santa Barbara. Not to take this too much of a side note, but it's actually really cool that Battle of the DJs in Santa Barbara, if you win that, that competition, You get to be the opener for Extravaganza, the music festival that's actually playing this weekend in Santa Barbara. And you're going to that, right? Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to that.
1: And this is the first year that you're not going to have to actually be involved in the planning of it.
2: Exactly. I'm so (laughs) pumped. I got hired by program board the end of my freshman year, and they they hire you right before Extravaganza to get as many hands on deck. So I've never actually attended Hmm. an Extravaganza can
1: you give us some of the the uh, the people playing this year just if people don't know
2: oh yeah this year just the top three it's a it's a five bill uh, festival but it goes uh, Anderson Pock Ray Schremmerd and then Odessa which in my opinion is gonna be one hell of a time for That's Santa crazy. barbarians
1: yeah Santa barbarians yeah. I like
2: that so we'll yeah, be at, we'll be at music city really soon we'll uh, make sure to check our social medias for the upcoming weeks. Yeah, uh, We'll put out a little event page for Steve's birthday, start the planning a little bit earlier. I think our biggest downfall of Sexta Mile was we only got the event out and started letting people know on Monday or Tuesday, the week of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got Vincent on a flyer right now. He's Sweet. been working on it the past two days. So we'll have a couple different uh, options and we'll start being able to, to slap it together. Beautiful. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, just as a goal update real quick before we dive into the episode... I recently weighed myself a day and a half ago, and I've been running a lot more. Um, I've run a rigorous hill climb of 4.5 miles three times a week, doing push-ups uh, in between. Got a compliment from the girl that I've been hanging out with that my body looks good. Ooh. So, you know, not a lot of people tell me that. I try to tell myself that in the mirror, but to get confirmation from somebody else is pretty nice. So... Definitely uh, stoked on, on my progress, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty close to my goal. I think now I've lost about 14 pounds altogether. Wow. Um, hopefully I will get to 20, but who knows, this past weekend has kind of been a shit show, so we'll see what happens. It happens, man. It's Consistency is key. And I mean, for your goal update, pretty much just my birthday and maybe keeping your ear to the ground about Xander Wave possibilities, right?
2: Definitely. I'm gonna start a whole process here of just basically cold emailing cold calling places i've been on the receiving end of that and just have gotten straight advertisements for up-and-coming djs when i was heading up as program board at uc santa barbara so i at least know how to not make it corny yeah i know it's just so hard when you don't have an intro but at least getting the word out there for sam because i at the end of the day i'm gonna feel horrible if i don't just like give it my all and i feel like at this point there's no real connections coming through so it's just Got to put in some hustle and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, let's get dive into some On Some Real Shit, and then we'll dive into the questions as well. We'll dive twice, baby. I'm all about it. I'm uh, about to dive, dive in. in. Whoa. <laughs> uh, do you have some On Some Real Shit, or should I go first? It's up to you. Uh, you go first. Yeah, so On Some Real Shit. Oh, man. I saw Civil War this weekend, Captain America Civil War, and it was awesome. Um, I I only want to bring up this movie because as everybody knows that knows me or maybe even from listening to the podcast I love comic books. I love comic book movies. I go to comic-con every year I think this year is my eighth or ninth year in a row going It was really great to have a group of friends go with me to see a movie and have everybody equally be excited about something Even though we all have different understandings of it and it lived up to my expectations I couldn't have asked for anything more and I finally have a Spider-Man that I could call my own.
2: You know, he gave,
1: I literally cried in the theater. He showed up, just like within five minutes of him being on screen, like the child within me was just like, this is what I've wanted. And it made me f- super happy and on some real shit I cried in Civil War because it was great to see all those characters on screen together bantering and my boy, you know, Peter Parker, although it was a very forced kind of intro to the character, I. I loved it and, you know, it leaves me very optimistic for the future of that character in that universe as well. And also, just very quickly on some real shit, Steph Curry, MVP twice, Woo-hoo. watching a Warriors game on silent as we record this podcast. can um, Guy's a god. Love it. Can't. Can't believe it. What an incredible story. He won first of what? First? Uh, unanimous. So pretty much every, every single person, media-wise, I think it's 141, maybe 151 votes from press. First person ever, hands down, everyone agreed on. And that's, you know, you've got LeBron, Magic, Kobe, Jordan even. Never has that happened. And with him this year, especially with the win record that they set, it was bound to happen. And congrats to you, Steph. I doubt you listen to the podcast. but Who knows, man? It's a great time to live in the Bay Area and like sports. So it's I feel it all around me, and it's, it's great to be in a community that supports stuff like that so well. I think that's one thing, Steve, is you never know who's listening.
2: Yeah, you never know who's listening. You never know who's listening. Yeah. On some real shit, uh, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but what the fuck is up with astrology right now? Who knows? Are you? Oh, well, I, I, know what you're I uh, Mercury is in apparent <laughs> retrograde, and there is some some stuff happening, and I am so confused. But on Monday night, I was feeling so down, like a puddle of shit. Called my parents, called my girlfriend. I was just like so sad. He even about... texted us. Yeah, I was just like looking for answers, man. I was just like so down on myself. And everybody I talked to is just like they feel grind, like they've been grinding. They're worn out, tired, just feel all around horrible. And I'm, I was just like wondering like why this is. Saw some articles about how these the planets around us are in the biggest retrograde for the longest period of time. So things are just off. I might have totally butchered that. but No, no what is a, a retrograde?
1: I mean, you had to have done some research on it, right?
2: Yeah, so it's, I, as we know, planets are rotating around the sun's axis, but some planets move faster than others. So the rotation of our planet right now has other planets falling behind us, whereas before they were in front of us. Oh, wow. I, I, really, I really need a, our pod mother to come in and give us some <laughs> knowledge about this, but... Yeah. It really honestly feels like there's no other reason other than that. So I'm just like, why? Why astrology? Why? Yeah. I have been feeling super weird the past couple days now that you mentioned that. And it's a really weird thing too. Is it, And no matter what you do, you, you can do everything right the day before. You can work out, you can eat right, you can have a great time with your friends. And you can wake up in the, some mornings and just still feel horrible. And there's no real explanation for it. Fortunately, unfortunately, astrology gives you an answer for that. Not necessarily saying that I'm co-signing it, but I think mean, you gave me my answer. All right. <laughs> I think now I have an excuse of why I'm sad, It's John. Just me being me all the time. I, I
1: totally <laughs> accept that for right now. Yeah. For
2: everybody around us, I'm just like, this is what's happening, guys. Let's just accept this. Blame it on the universe, man. F and Mercury. F and Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> classic stop. classic you Mercury. Stop, Mercury, stop.
1: Excited uh, that. This is the part of the show where we dive into your guys' questions. Uh, our listeners, you can always submit questions at 2brokefortherapy.com or you can submit a question on Twitter at TBFT Podcast. That is TBFT Podcast. And we will answer your questions on every week's show. Uh, we still have quite a little bucket full of questions, but we need more, so feel free to submit. And uh, Ben, how about you ask the first question from one of our listeners?
2: Would love to. Our first question comes from my boy Jcast. He hit me up on Twitter this week, said he was listening to the show and he's a big fan. So shouts out to you, my brother. Thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to submit a question. So Jcast, you asked this week, With graduation coming up, everyone's looking into getting a big boy job. I tend to see more and more people I know getting jobs based off decent money rather than pursuing something that they're really passionate about. What do you all think is the way to go? with your passion, even if the money isn't so good in the beginning, or a career that you really have no love for but gives you a stable income. To me, it's a no-brainer to always go with what you really have passion for, but I'm seeing more and more people I know going the other way with it. Curious on what y'all think. Also, salute to the podcast. Shit is dope. I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for this kind words. And pretty much the question here is, do you when you get out of college, do you pursue something that you're passionate about, or do you pursue something that will give you a stable income and help you survive outside of college, and maybe hopefully pay off some of that student debt? <laughs> Vote Bernie Sanders. <laughs> just
2: kidding. Hey, um, you wanna you wanna tackle it first? I mean, definitely, J This is just such a a poignant question because there's so many factors that go into this. First off, if if you're if you're in a spot where money is an issue and you need to either provide help provide for your family or a family of your own, then obviously you need to go with a job that gives you decent money. So I, for, for my answer to this question, let's just go with the assumption that that isn't the case, that you have every opportunity to go either way and you have the ball in your court to choose. I always agree with you on this. Go with what you're passionate about. But I also have to say that you have to map out where your passion is going to take you. You know, you could be really passionate about shoes, so you start collecting shoes, you start learning how they're manufactured and then you realize later that there's a really big ceiling or there's a really low ceiling in making shoes, so there's not really much you can do with that. If you are going to pursue your passion, you need to make sure that there is some upward mobility with it. It's okay to take a job that you get decent money with if you know that the next step up is going to get you closer to your dreams coaching or whether that looks like a coordinator position at a big tech company i.e. me or that looks like uh, an assistant position uh, with a like a director of some other company you know taking that time and just earning money and getting your paper up and then eventually finding somewhere to go upwards with it is worth it in the long run you really need to think about life as a marathon it's not a sprint So I think for me specifically, you know, I just wanted to
1: move and I wanted to get out of my hometown and that meant, you know, that was my biggest goal at the time. That was my passion was to find something new and finding a job that supported me was a big part of taking that next step. But now I am in the part of my life where this podcast is helping me be creative. I've missed having a creative outlet and this is doing something that I'm passionate about while still Gathering income and also learning how to operate a a restaurant and gaining skills that I probably wouldn't have gained at other jobs So, you know, it's all about the just like Ben said where You can go within a company and you might find passion within that company as someone who makes coffee I never really drank coffee before I got the position I'm in now and now I know too much about coffee (laughs) almost um, To the point where I wouldn't say I'm a savant, but I'm definitely uh, opinionated so, savant. A savant. Actually, I am a savant. I have to I can't right. lie. <laughs> but, but yeah, exactly. So, I think you pursue what you're passionate about, right Ben? I mean, mm-hmm. you go for what you want to do, but at the same time, you should take uh, alternative routes
2: to get there if you need to. If in the process you're able to learn about something that you don't like, that is equally as valuable as finding something that you are passionate about. Yeah. If you're able to find out that, hey, maybe being in finance and being on the stock floor, that seemed really enticing to you and your dream was to be filthy fucking rich and you want to have as much money as possible and that's what it seemed like, and then you realize in a year out that that was not the right path, that is, I don't, I, I even think that's even more valuable that you realize that that's not the way to go now and then pivot and go a different direction. Well said, Ben, pop that wine. I know you want to pop
1: the wine. That's a great, woo! <laughs> um... <laughs> Been waiting on that. Yeah, I've been waiting on that. So, yeah, JCAS, hope that helps you. You need to make the best decision for your life going forward. And just know, just like Ben said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, one more thing I want to add to is if uh, people don't follow Gary V, I don't know what his actual last name is, but Gary V. Gary V has some really great videos on YouTube about just being like a young entrepreneur, following your passions, working hard. He has a really great book out called, uh, the, it's, it's like the one-two punch or something about that. It's about like social media strategies and how to really make it in the social media world. Um, he really talks about how this window of your life, as soon as you exit college, is one of the most vulnerable and temperamental and most radically changing period of your life. And it's a five-year window. I mean, that, that could either be shortened to three or eight, like, but it's mostly like a five-year window where you really get to get out there and you really get to put yourself out there and try so many different things until you're actually pretty locked into at least a few avenues that you really need to start paying attention to, whether that's like moving on into grad school, whether that's family, whether that's having a kid, whether that's getting married. Yeah. Those decisions are coming in. So this next five-year period after you get out, JCas, this is exactly what it's this is pointing to is do you look for the money or do you look for the passion? No matter what happens over these next five years, if you're still learning, then you're on the right path.
1: Oh, I completely agree. It's like these five years that you're talking about is kind of like what it takes to become an adult. It's like we got pushed out of the nest officially. Like we don't have a, we don't go to school. We merely work and try to support ourselves. And I know a lot of people that can't really do that yet in their lives. And I think that the people that have really uh, made it and also been able to support themselves are people that have really. Push themselves as well and kind of taking those avenues too.
2: And, and I think it's a very common thing at this point in our lives too. Is just to ask like, why is no one taught us about what to do at this point? Why has no one shown us what what we should be doing right now? Why why is there no why is there no syllabus about the years as soon as you graduate college? And like that's the whole part of it is you got to really figure out what life looks like without the structure. And people really don't realize while you're in school like how many things are honestly just given to you while you're within that structure so as soon as you graduate that was one of the things I struggled with the most personally was just I was such a master of the struggle or of the structure I'm sorry and I was able to navigate my way so fluidly and I knew where to go where to look and how to act that as soon as that structure was gone I was like a floundering little fish out in San Francisco (laughs) I just moved right out here and I had no idea what the hell I was doing and you figured it out I figured it out and I think I'm on the right path and whether or not that is at least I'll learn that it's not what I want to do, or it is what I want to do, and then I can make a decision off that. Boom! Thank you, Jake
1: Cass. That was a great question. Um, always feel free to submit another one. Uh, we we really got a kick out of uh, just talking about work and career and Definitely. paths in general in life. And you know, back on the whole relationship topic now. Our next question is from Dude. What Do, and this question is actually pretty uh, pretty layered <laughs> layered in problems. So let's get to it. So What Do asks. So I recently found out that the girl I've been sleeping with regularly for the last two months has a boyfriend and he happens to be an old friend of mine. What do I do? I'll probably just take the leap on this. You know, you've been hanging out with this girl who hasn't been completely honest with you, right? If she's had a boyfriend for two months that you haven't known about, it's probably been longer than that. And if he's an old friend of yours, I don't know how you kind of don't know. Right? I mean, you, you. it depends on how old of a friend. Like, if you went to, like, elementary school together and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember him, that's a little bit different. But if it's like, oh, we went to high school together and now it's been, like, four years, I don't think you're in the wrong, right? I don't think you you had not enough knowledge on the situation to make a an actual decision on it. You kind of went with the information that was given to you, which was this girl is interested in you or this other person really is interested in you. And you're gonna take any opportunity that you can get because obviously you have some feelings towards the person. But what kind of sucks is realizing that this person, if it's not just casual and a little bit romantic, is actually way more involved with somebody else. And not only that, she's been lying to not just you but him. It's true. Like how shitty yeah. is that, man? <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, trifling. Yeah. yeah, trifling. She's trifling. She really is. Honestly, what do I? I personally think that. I, I don't know if other people think this is right, but for me I think you should approach the girl first. Yeah. And just be like, hey, I understand that this is your situation. I see what you're doing. I'm not a fan of it. And I would hope that what's doing your your this situation it might not be what you want to do, but you need to either walk away with the girl, or you need to tell the girl that she needs to be real with her boyfriend and let him know what's going on because You never know if this is going to end up happening to you if this girl becomes ends up becoming your girlfriend 100%
1: dude. That's the biggest thing
2: I i'm not a fan of you going to the guy first and just being like hey, what's up because Some people act act erratically. So if you can get here on a one-on-one and just lay it down have some real talk And see where you can go from that I feel like that's what you needed to do. Just make sure that you play your cards really close to home. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm now, I'm getting, now I'm getting heated. Um, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. On some real shit, what do, I think that you need to really evaluate what's actually going on in this relationship, which is you're probably the one being used.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: mean to take it uh, too hard at you, but two months and sh- nobody is open about something that's obviously going on. I mean, how did you not figure it out? And I think that you need to really take a second and just be like, yo, this is not the best situation for me at this time.
2: I agree. I, I, I wouldn't put it so much on him as he didn't realize. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right.
2: Is, I remember last last pod, we talked about how privacy curtain is totally taken away. Yeah. And I believe that is to an extent. That some, some people, at least during this time window, can... Put up a little bit of a screen so that you're not fully aware exactly what, but you're aware of something. So I would say that this guy was aware of something, but he just finally put his his finger on the dot there and figured out that it was another boyfriend. What I guess I guess know, it's happened yeah, to me. So fuck. Yeah. It, it some people are able to navigate that. I guess I think for people like you and me, where we think how we think, we're very compassionate people and we really care about people. Some people are just out there, and they're they're cold, they're yeah, heartless. I've, I've met people like that. I know people like that. I've dated
1: people like that.
2: Yeah, and me too. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that that's just a part of their genome, and that's how they're wired. And it's just something I don't think we'll really ever understand. Be open. Yeah, that's
1: the biggest thing. Just you know now, so you might as well bring it up and be like, hey, I want to know what to expect from this. Yeah, I think every relationship is should be kind of discussed in the first beginning months of you guys dating or spending time together or sleeping together is what to expect agreed agreed and speaking of expectations i'll i'll, I'll dive into the next question real quick that was asked by our second girl Woo-hoo! another girl asked us Woo-hoo! a question ben and this comes from space babe 2000 space babe uh the subject is hi, hi. <laughs> hello <laughs> hello puppet hello um, and the message is asked a guy out for the first time and got it denied Ugh. Brutal. <laughs> Major props to all you guys out there. Uh, how do I find confidence to put myself out there again slash tips on how to approach it next time? Well, you didn't really give us details on how you approach <laughs> yeah. it this time, so I would say just put yourself out there again. There's no harm. I mean, it's just like how a lot of people say you've got to cast thousands of nets to catch one lobster. I don't know. Is, that, like is that. that is that a term? All I know is you can't limit yourself from putting yourself out
2: there again just because one person blocked you. I think too, if you really want to understand the guy experience, yeah. Um, even though you got denied, try again, honestly. Maybe the guy just was not in the right space of mind at the time to really entertain your request. Or come and find me. I'll take, I'll, I'll take your number, whoever you are. Space babe 2000. Space babe 2000. Like great nice, year. <laughs> nice aim name.
1: aim name, name exactly.
2: And I, I mean, if this is really a guy that you are very intent on taking out, I would just say intercept his friend group, become an integral part of the everyday hanging out. And oh, then, a spy? Not like, not a spy. I'm but, not a spy. But just uh, for some guys, you just need a little bit more like familiarity. If if you're not like the the jewel in your eye, you need to be the jewel in their brain and just somebody that they can go to and something that they're comfortable with at the end of the day. If you want some really skeevy,
1: sketchy shit that I think about, I would maybe try to date one of his friends.
2: Oh that shit would
1: destroy see, him. See. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm too diabolical with it. I should have been a girl. I could have taken <laughs> so many empires down. Um, but that's, you know, I wouldn't do that per se, but all I would, all I would recommend is put yourself out there again. And if it is a guy that you really want to date, then make yourself known. If it's at a bar and you try to toss a guy your phone number and he said, no, fuck him, move on to the next guy or, you know, hit the, hit the, hit the bar scene again. You'll, you'll always, I I don't know. I feel like for a girl, you go to the bar, you have a couple drinks, you dance, make yourself known. You're going to get attention from somebody. There's always some weirdos out there, you know? (laughs) This is not the attention
2: you want. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so to wrap up Space Babe, just keep trying if this is some guy you're really interested in. And hopefully you can build up a more emotional base first and then maybe you'll get some better luck then.
1: I I don't mean to hit it uh, three questions in a row, but now I have to ask my question to you, Ben. Oh, let's do it. And, you know, this is also a question that I'm going to cast out to our listener base. You know, give me your feedback on this as well. So I've been going on dates with this girl, right? And she is not into PDA. And I'm not necessarily the biggest advocate of PDA, but I do appreciate a kiss on the cheek in public, maybe a little acknowledgement of us being romantic in some uh, sense of the term. So PDA, basically, my question is PDA, do you, do you fuck with it? Uh, is that something that you welcome? Is that something that you've welcomed? Or have you dealt with someone who
2: hasn't? I definitely fuck with it. Yeah, I, I'm a very outward... I wanna show my love. <laughs> exactly, I'm right there with you Steve. I'm not necessarily like looking to post up on the wall and just suck face for a while. Oh, no, no, no. But uh, if I wanna kiss, I'm gonna get a kiss. I'm a big proponent of holding hands too. I like, love holding hands, it's my favorite thing. Um. I like holding hands too, like not interlaced, like 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 an old cupping. Oh, cupping? You know I mean? Yeah, like cupping the hands. Oh, oh that's kind of weird. Why it, do you like cupping? It's just, it's so different. It's great. It's like, <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. And this this gets your hands all hot, man. Like cupping, is just like you can kind of just like slide. Yeah. and then like, I like the hand oil that kind of builds up. Oh, you like yeah, that? You I I like, like, like it greasy? I kind
1: of like it greasy. You know, right. got to wipe it off after.
2: Okay. I love PDA. I mean, there, there's always a time for it and there's always a time not for oh, it. Oh, yeah. So you really got to be selective with it. I, I just am, I just really believe that if you're going to be out in public with your significant, there's no reason not to show it. And I mean, if you're like, what do? And you're with somebody who has another boyfriend, then I mean, if someone's not really PDA, you might have something to look look to about that. because they might be hiding it from somebody who's looking on. Ooh. That's clutch.
1: the the, Twist. I don't think the girl that I've been seeing is in a relationship or else. It would have been known to me, but that is a great, a great, uh, like, term to look into or or thing to look into. Yeah, I mean, just to give some some background, you know, this weekend is Beta Breakers, which is a big thing in San Francisco that Mm -hmm. happens every year in May where it's a marathon and it's ran in the morning and afterwards everyone dresses up in weird costumes and walks the marathon race like... I guess, I don't know, what would you call it? Track? Yeah, like the marathon track, because the streets are shut down. So you mm. walk basically from the bridge all the way to the beach, and most people just pass out drunk in Golden Gate Park. So we haven't really been out in public as someone that has been spending time together, so I just don't really know if how to approach it. Obviously, like I'd love to show up, give that person a kiss on the cheek, and then maybe have some close touching every once in a while, but I don't want, um, you know, to, as you would say, suck face. Mm-hmm. And also everyone's going to be drunk. Like this is a drunken thing. So I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to embarrass her. So it's just kind of how to tackle it. I say you just put little feelers out there, right? And then see how it goes.
2: And I feel like too, uh, with the inebriation of just embedded in the event, there's going to be a lot of free flow and love. So yeah, feel it. Just let it go. <laughs> Have fun with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, and we'll see how it goes. I, I'm not that stressed about it. I just want to know how you feel, you know. I want to yeah. know if PDA is something that is something I like and no one else really likes or no one that's close to me likes, but I'm glad to know that you're a, a, a
2: supporter. I, I will. And I will also say this. I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but my, my girl, current girlfriend, Madison, she was extremely non-PDA Oh wow. before we were in a relationship. Why is that, you think? she's just a very reserved person. She's not that she's reserved; just a very composed person. Okay, yeah. She she really prides herself on being composed. Yeah, she really likes to make sure that whenever you see her, the image that is being put out is like the right image. So PDA doesn't always fit into that. And then once we started dating, I really feel like we were both able to come to like a really nice middle ground about what PDA means to both of us, and Mm -hmm. really just show that like when we're both proud of your partner, like you show it. I guess just growing together.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. And if they want to do it, they'll do it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you for the advice. And listeners, I put it out yeah. to you as well. Let me know your opinion on PDI. I would love to get some feedback on this from other uh, perspectives other than Ben. And speaking of Ben, you've got a question for, for me and the
2: group, I, I, I think. I do have a question. This kind of goes back to either the work sphere or maybe you want to take it to athletics or wherever you want to take it but it's the age-old conundrum of experience versus talent. And how do you really justify somebody who's got the talent but not the experience or somebody who's got the experience and not necessarily the talent to back it? Well, since you're asking me, I
1: think we live in a great city that embraces talent over experience. I think people really pick up on personalities and also what somebody can give to a company or a team or anything like that, Uh, especially here. I think experience is It's kind of like the NBA, I like to think. Like, I would, as someone who's like a Knicks fan, right, I would rather take a younger, more talented and has a higher ceiling player than an older player on my team, right? The experience is there, but also the ceiling is already been hit. Mm -hmm. So I think finding new talent, and I think um, evaluating new talent is always something exciting, especially to... Um, anybody who is running or managing or operating any sort of business or team. So
2: I, I, I agree with that. And I, I think where I am so jaded about this is that I'm a part of a big, if not growing, bigger company. And all the time I just see people that, I mean, if you would have given them the, the light of day to come in and plead their case, it would be a no brainer that you'd hire them. But yeah. because that they don't have they have four years over five years of experience that they're not even considered for roles. And especially as a, a person like myself who's very ambitious and maybe a little bit cocky and thinking that <laughs> I, I am more than what I am, it's just it, it just it blows my mind sometimes that sometimes you're not even given the shine to give your input on situations when you're actually giving good input but it's just because you're not coming from a place of experience that it's not even considered. Yeah. So I, I, I really hope that someone holds me to this that maybe 20, 30 years down the line when I'm CEO, leader, whatever I am at that point that I seconds. that I find the young 16, 18 year old who's out there killing it and doesn't have any experience but I see a lot in them and I really hope that that's something that I hold on to personally at least as I grow business and I grow my own career is that I really want to put how you can gut check somebody and see their talent over what exactly they've done because I guess as well in a recruiting position I've, I see how people really uh, blur the lines about what they've actually done and what they haven't done. If I were to make a movie today
1: I would contact all the most talented people I know not the most experienced just because I know they're gonna bring more
2: to the table and be a little bit more hungry to prove their ideas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think too I might be a little bit jumping the gun on this and that I'm like really worried about this because I do think that the tide is changing Mm -hmm. and I think that's exemplified by especially the culture out here in San Francisco is you know you're at a company for a year and then you're like I need to move I need to jump ship I need to find a new opportunity I'm here too long whereas before it was like you're putting eight ten years in one company and building your reputation there and I really feel like that whole experience is really exuding out into other career paths as well like i just heard about like you know there's some like politicians down in southern california who are just like they're they're learning this new mantra that it's just like if if you're not happy and you're not really getting what you want you don't really need to stay there's no real loyalty anymore yeah and i think the lack of loyalty is being because there are a lot of not necessarily young but just very talented people without a lot of experience really like usurping people and just taking over their positions and really proving that, like, hey, we need the best thing out right now, not necessarily the person with the most years underneath their belt. So let's wrap
1: this up, guys. Thank you so much for asking questions this week. Uh, we appreciate every single question that gets asked. You guys can always submit questions at 2 and we will answer them every week on our podcast. Uh, you guys can also submit questions at our Twitter at TBFTpodcast. That's at Podcast that's another great way to get in contact with the show and submit questions. But first off, let's dive into some recommendations that helped us uh, get through the week. Ben, I know you uh, got yours recently right before we started recording the show. So why don't you dive into what got you through the week?
2: So what, what, what got me through this week was actually an email I just received today. It uh, came from a fine young lady who just got hired at Program Board in Santa Barbara. Your old program they used to run. Yes. And I had to make some really hard decisions during my last few weeks there when I was leaving. I saw some people with a lot of great potential that wanted to be on program board. And, you know, just just to make hard decisions like that and then to come to this point and realize that they weren't for nothing, especially when you're in like a student leadership role, you're in the university. You know, a lot of people discredit that and they're just like, you know, that that didn't really mean much. You were you were a student then. But, you know, to get emails like this today where she was just like, thank you for pushing me to be better. Mm. And I was just like, like that, that makes a whole year's worth of work worth it in just two seconds of what that girl took to email me right now. So thank you. Shouts out to faith Webb. I don't know if you even listen to this podcast, but that was a very nice email. Hope you. you do great things with program board. Know you're going to, and I, I know that program's destined for really great things for the future, so shouts out to the rest of the group. Already
1: having a great year this year, so yeah, what, the, a, what a time to get a part of it, right? Yeah,
2: I'm really excited to go see all of them. So, I'll Are you going to see
1: her? Are you going to take time to, to maybe take some seconds and talk to her and be like, yo, what your email said, like, you know, really made me feel good?
2: I uh, don't want to inflate her ego too much. Okay, uh, okay, we'll okay. See, okay. We'll Hopefully she listens listen to yeah. the
1: podcast. You'll get, you'll get your nugget of, uh, exactly. of, of ego boost. exactly. Uh, Something that really helped me get through the week, um, obviously, other than having something to look forward to at Seis de Mayo um, and Game of Thrones, obviously, is just kind of getting to the point where I was sick, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So I think using that time in my room uh, positively, like working on stuff uh, for work and also maybe doing some stuff for myself, like writing and also um, maybe investing some more time in the podcast, I think... Just as we preach all the time on the show, something that really helped me get through the week is, you know, self-care and also taking a step back and and focusing on me for a second. And also just having someone new in my life to kind of spark interest in getting out of the house. And obviously working on this whole goal thing has really kind of helped me uh, energy-wise, but I'm still definitely taking hella naps. And if I could say one thing, take naps. Get through mm-hmm. the week. If you feel like you need to take a nap, take that twenty minute power nap. You
2: deserve it. You gotta stop it at twenty though. You gotta stop it at twenty, or else you get that REM and you're fucked. You're three hours later just groggy as shit. Yeah, so limit to twenty
1: minutes. I set my alarm here's a Stephen Baker tip, thirty three minutes. Right? Usually it mm. takes me like five to fall asleep. Then I'm in it for like twenty ish minutes, right? Hopefully mm. no interruptions, and then I wake up feeling great, and then you get a little bit extra boost. You know what I mean? Beautiful. So yeah, that's, that's, that's how I got through my week. And I'm really looking forward to next week's podcast. We're going to have a great guest. So I, I hope you guys are looking forward to that as well. And just to plug it up real quick, you can follow us at TBFT podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Steven Baker, a Steven with a pH Baker is in the profession and eight. And we're going to get an Instagram this week too. We don't have the handle no. exactly yet, but we are working on it. We have a couple of pictures that we're working on too, to post up to keep it fresh. And Ben, what
2: do you want to plug? I know this is a little bit voodoo, but I'm literally checking my, okay. I was checking my Instagram handle because I thought I messed it up for two weeks in a row, but I actually got it right last week. Okay, good. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram at bennessy underscore. That's B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y underscore. My profile is private, so I will have to accept you. So make sure that you have a good Instagram so I actually wanna follow you. You're an accepting person. I, I am a pretty accepting person. Just put up a picture of my mom for Mother's Day and really, really love this photo. It's a really great photo of us. I think
1: I, I like that. I'm a, I'm a fan.
2: Yeah. Uh, check me out on Twitter. I've Been a little bit more active lately. It's at Benjamin Simons. Benjamin, how you would think it would be spelled, S-I-M-O-N-S. It's not Simmons. It's Simons. It is Simons. And, yeah, go on, sorry. And, and really, that's it, guys. Uh, really happy that we got so many good questions this week. If you guys really want to see us come sit down with somebody else that we might not know, feel free to tag them in any of our podcasts or just let us know in an email of somebody that you think would be really good to bring on the show. Me and Steve are totally open to just sitting down with a stranger for an hour and just picking their brain, teasing out what they do. So while we are being a little bit selective in who we want on the show, we're definitely very open to seeing who you guys are all very interested in listening to as well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we're really close to hitting our goal of the first like 10 episodes, hitting a thousand followers. So definitely spread the word you guys can always rate and review us on iTunes, and that always gives us a little bit of boost in confidence, and not just that, but a little boost in publicity as well. Oh, yeah. So, thank you guys again so much. As always, you can submit questions at 2 And also, this week, we have a new mix from XanderWave. XanderWave. He's in the mix. You can follow him on SoundCloud at XanderWave, no dot, Xander, X-A-N-D-E-R, dot, wave, but no dot. <laughs> and the same thing on Twitter. And yeah, this mix, I guess, is actually an older mix that he pocketed that he's finally willing to share with us. So. Oh, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, During
2: wait. those first few like formative weeks that that was some exciting stuff so
1: yeah so uh, i think uh i'm i'm personally excited to listen to it, and thank you guys so much for all the positive feedback on on sam's mix and hopefully you guys come out at the end of the month and party with us i know everyone that did like we said earlier had a great time
2: Mm -hmm. there will be more tecate so
1: more tecate and you know shout out to wine for sponsoring the podcast as always just as, always. It. as always, as uh, always, maybe we'll have some shiraz next time. <laughs> I, I hope, but I'm looking forward to next week and hopefully I won't be as uh, as sick and um, put the podcast together a little bit better. So yeah, have a great one, guys, and we will check you next time.
2: And don't forget, guys, we are not therapists. Who's here? Subs, dude. Bang bang. <laughs>
0: People do belong to each other because that's the only chance anybody's got for real happiness. Call yourself a free spirit, a wild thing. And you're terrified somebody's going to stick you in a cage. Baby, you're already in that cage. You build it yourself. And it's not bounded in the west by Tulip, Texas, or on the east by Somaliland. It's wherever you go. Because no matter where you run, you just end up running into yourself. deserve it, even though I know I'm far from perfect, but honestly, who is? I never met a flawless person, and I'm searching for my comfort zone, a place to be free, appreciate all the little things you don't blatantly see, my brain's on you sane I'm saying my mind's racing, trying to stay sane, I'm praying I find patience, I Turn on the news and see another victim All this injustice got me feeling like fuck the system So much negativity here to give you something different That's why I'm writing all these songs It's filled with love and wisdom So this for my folks in the struggle This for my folks on the grind Don't be afraid to go hustle homie just focus your mind Keep your nose out of trouble Stay on your toes at all times Follow these simple instructions homie I know you'll be fine Feels like I've said this before and now I'm sounding like a broken record Yet I can't say it enough, my soul's an open letter And it's signed sincerely from yours truly Put the pen to the paper, these lyrics just pour through me Spill my heart on each song, just trying to keep strong Ironic, getting tired of being who they sleep on But no matter what you do, stay you and stay true We all walk in different paths, we all wear the same shoe Through and through, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose But it's cool, you learn, you live, ain't nothing new but That's life, sometimes you wrong, sometimes you right Just gotta stay strong, put up a fight, keep your
3: guard up when times get hard, things come from circle,
1: I'm gonna get hard.
3: Feel about it You still love me, that's the way it sounded Thank God I would've never found it I doubt it I'm there for you if you allow it Girl, you know I gotta keep you around me All this paper we counted Blazing these ounces Spending on your baby no matter what the amount is Now you wanna know what's got in there And tell me what's changed I guess I had a hard time showing it at first But baby, it's been that way Baby, it's been that way Baby, I still feel the same Something I gotta maintain Listen to me when I say Baby, it's always, always, always been that way Come so distant Like I am the wanna blame me, you're innocent I tried to make a way make a difference But sun 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 the dog on the cry when I'm walking through
1: the mall I could
0: man I probably would work with all of y'all. I thought on the crowd and I'm
4: walking through the mall. DJ's gonna kill this book. Rufio on wanna beat. Yes, true, yeah. make sure you have make the cypher complete. We never seen nothing like this. Splash brothers with the name. I wish a nigga would boy. Nigga sleepin' with your missus, nigga call me young mellow cuz scoring is my shit, boy. CP3 cause I be dishing and handling around. you Hoping we reaching heaven's doors Five, six, seven, eight Keep your hands high Don't shoot, don't discriminate See we gon' get this money dirty clean Get this money right Numb to the bullshit So mix the dunk with the Sprite And we gon' be okay My little nigga Just hold on tight Cause cops killin' blacks Blacks killin' blacks We gon' die But we gon' die with Honor short stories and homicides Mama say pray to God And we don't listen So mama cry My little nigga PD serving life in this little bro Got a baby And he left his little him all alone Remind me of his pops And his pops was a street nigga a Loser, not for teaching his kids better, but no fathers equal mo, Harder to reach, niggas, and wonder why niggas like me wanna beat. Niggas, my street wisdom higher than the sun, so it's God level and got level headed when I left the besieged. The sea, planet speech, free speech, only good to exist and set free the curse left just to bondage your minds and false teach. Bippity, bippity, bop, bop. No black, the scat, that beat beatbox, huh? Hip hop will die, I promise that. If we keep the lies in our raps, yeah bippity bippity pop bop No black to scat that beatbox Hip-hop will die, I promise that If we keep the lies in our raps, yeah Bippity-bippity-bop-bop, bop, yeah No black to scat that beatbox, uh Hip-hop will die, I promise that If we keep the lies in
3: our raps I'm sorry. I'm
1: And again, I saw I watched Game of Thrones at her house um, the next night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was a great time. I mean, you know, it was the Jon Snow revival app, so she doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so it didn't mean shit to her. Um, yeah, it's recording.
2: Are you gonna put that in?
1: No, we're just chatting. I'm oh, just okay. so Oh, sweet. Okay, okay, cool. So I was like, like, if yeah, you're yeah. gonna
2: use this and say that Jon Snow got revived, I was like, oh, no, 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 Steven. I'm not a dickhead. I've, yeah, I've never, <laughs> I was like, whoa, um, whoa, baby.